Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you enjoy, even if we don't like it. Go purchase records, go see bands. We're not aiming to be professional critics or make objective value judgments. We're just two dudes in a basement talking about music and uh, aspiring to put new music in front of you and ourselves in the process. The format of the show is that we have five to, or we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and randomly select between five and seven of them, typically per episode to listen to. And uh, yeah, we just talked about them. That's, that's all there is to it. So last week in the voicemail section, I promised, well, I didn't promise, but I <laughs> said that we would listen to GMT's long-winded message off air uh-huh. and then respond to it at the top of this episode. Yeah. I, I, did you listen to it? I forgot. Okay. Here's, I, here's the thing, because it's in, it's, it's in uh, the, the voices set up through your email. Yeah, yeah, sure, right. So right. I don't even fucking think about it. Yeah, no doubt. So um, I'll give you the, the, the real abridged version of it, because I did listen to it. And basically, you know, we listened to the second part of his of his messages. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So last week we started off um, with some delicate talk that got pretty dark, as it normally does. Yeah, sure. And we ended on a real low note. Yeah, I would say so. Are we starting? Are we starting this week on a real low note? No, I was gonna. I was just gonna give this a, a real brief. Okay. A, a real brief uh, rundown, real okay. quick, because his. As his second, the, his sec, the second part of his call sort of intimated, um, he was just talking about how he thinks that there's a lot of examples for like, you know, the arc of history uh, uh, pointing towards justice, actually. And his first message proposed an idea that I actually uh, to- totally separately brought up in the last episode, actually in uh, opposition to something that you had talked about, uh, talked about how you don't think that that people are like really happy you know, yeah. and I was just like, well, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to escape one's own biases and 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 get an objective view of the world in which we live. And that's exactly what his first message dealt with. And he talked about like confirmation bias and like the evolutionary, like the the mental sort of evolutionary biases that are built into the human mind we to t- make you think that you're viewing reality objectively when in fact you're just sort of insulating yourself. You Let know? me tell you about confirmation bias. Yeah. The past five years? Mm-hmm. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, I, it's easy to see it that way. But I said my rebuttal to you was that, like, a, a classic uh, conundrum in both philosophical and more hard science fields is that the mere act of observing something changes it, and you can't observe yourself observing. There's no way to really be objective and your mere presence in a situation, let alone your pre-existing biases and uh, the way in which you view things and like the particular lens through which you view them fundamentally changes what it is you're viewing, right? Um, that's become, at this point, even a quantum issue beyond just a philosophical one. Yeah, I, 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 I hesitate to tether those concepts I, I understand because you know, they're distinct. Like the double slit experiment and all sure. that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think that that is red meat for people to like, you know, sure. esoterically link. Of course. Other things too, which no doubt. frankly are bullshit. Of course. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on some, uh, I'm not on some like, you know, we spoke, we spoke bad words and good words to water and they ch- their molecules change type of shit. Right. I'm just talking about like their two distinct concepts 
in two distinct fields, but nonetheless, they apply in their own separate ways. Like observation changes things. And uh, I think that was the point that GMT was bringing up, that it's very difficult for us to sit and make uh, objective value judgments. Like the thing that I say that we try not to do at the top of every episode, in fact, it's very difficult for a person to make an objective value judgment, if not impossible to really do. But that's a whole philosophical can of worms that, yeah, that I don't, I, I, that I don't I, really, I don't, I don't feel like getting into. It's beyond and, the scope um, of the show. I think it show. also tiptoe, tiptoes up to some things that get, get my blood going. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it gets up to some really fucking tricky relativism sort of shit. Yeah. And a lot of fucking like moral relativism and cultural relativism and shit like that that really gets me kind of in a way. And I don't even want to do that because it tipped, it, it, it's, it's like a crack in that fucking window. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right? I get that. Like, yeah. I, I, it's a crack in that fucking window that, yes. that, that irks me. Yeah. Because it's something, it's one of those things that falls apart once you arrive at the need for pragmatism. Right. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. It's so it's it's my same issue with like the idea of free will or whatever. It's like even if we could demonstrate beyond a reasonable doubt that like a human being and their actions are simply the sum total of a bunch of different uh, like processes that began long before they existed and are going to continue long after we are all dead individually. Pragmatically, we still have to f we have to function as a society as if free will does exist because we have to be able to hold people culpable for their actions. Because we live in a society, man. Yeah, we we live in a society, indeed. So that's as deep as I want to delve into GMT's thoughts about that. But you know, I I told him that we would uh, we would deal with it up top. I don't have anything else. I've had a bit of a long week. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to just hunker in and and listen to some some punk and hardcore and metal. Well, I wanted to mention, I don't want to be too long winded cause we were super long winded last week with the preamble. Yeah. And um, we, we got a shit, we got a cool but, rock. But I, I wanted to point out this utterly absurd. Yeah. Headline on idiot EQ. Mm -hmm. Um, granted it's for an indie rocker, uh, indie rock band from, you know, England. Yeah. Called muttering that no one gives a shit about. Sure. Right. The fucking headline here. Yeah. It's something, it's good. Tallest buildings and the climate crisis. Alt-Rockers muttering comment on new single and acknowledging and solving global problems. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's not comment on that, dude. Stop it. Yeah, for sure. As, it, as if you had the solution, yeah. you would be an idiot EQ. Right, yeah. If you had the solution, uh, you would be delving into how to, like, <laughs> stop the massive reduction in Atlantic equatorial plankton production. Right. You wouldn't be premiering your new single on on this fucking website. Right. Like, just stop it. There's, there's, yeah. no, there's no reason. There's no reason to link these high-minded ideas to your low-minded fucking indie alt-rock. No. Stop there, it. There really isn't. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree, man. Yeah. So that's what I wanted. Just, just knock it off. For sure. Yes, let, let's let's not posture as if this is in any like, way going to kick doors who's, open. Who's this for? Like, imagine you're, you're just hitting the internet. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Solutions to global problems. Oh. Well, wait, 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 wait. wait. What's this? Muttering? <laughs> Let me dig into this article here and see what uh, see what they're bringing for us. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I think. I think we we don't we were kind of talking about this in a in like a separate uh, a separate discussion before we started recording but I think this is a this is a side effect of like 
the always online generation of people, which includes my generation and much of your generation at this point. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, Gen Z. I'm just talking about our yeah. society at yeah. large right now. Is like I, I've especially seen it when there's been moments of uh, relatively intense social upheaval and you see a lot of rhetoric around like if you're not posting about what's going on right now, like you're a part of the problem. Yeah. As if to imply that your online life is like a one to one <laughs> with like real like right, lived reality. Right. And posting about it is actually a concrete solution right. to the awfulness that is reality. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And let, let me change let me change my fucking background theme. Yeah. And let me change my profile pic so that I really make a fucking difference online. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, dude, I, I use social media to promote the various projects that I'm in. And if there's something that I care about in actuality, I just go put my body in that space. I'll change. I'll you tell know? you how to, I'll tell you the, the, one of the most concrete ways that one could mm -hmm. actually uh, take a big personal step towards solving global problems and climate crises and plankton issues and all that sort of stuff. Excavate bullet. their fucking skull. <laughs> I was say, bullet, in the, bullet in the head. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> maybe take a, maybe take a couple people with you hey, on your way out. There's your, there's your fucking profile <laughs> pick, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, yeah, if you cared that much, you'd just, uh, you'd fucking shuffle off this mortal coil early, right? <laughs> so, okay, cool. Um, well, uh, before we start, before we get into the queue, I just want to acknowledge that this podcast is poised against uh, the the spread, the global spread of capitalism and American imperialism. That's right. And we're working uh, diligently around the clock to combat global warming and climate change in our own little ways with our own personal decisions. And we encourage all of you to go do that, too. Trust us. What do you care about? We stand in solidarity with you. <laughs> Whatever it is. Unless you care about bad things. Right, unless you care about bad things. And we things. definitely don't stand in solidarity with you. <laughs> that's exactly But that's we will exactly listen right. to your riffs. Well, we will, but we will definitely listen to your riffs, for sure. So, uh, okay, cool. If you if you don't have anything else, let's get into the queue, because uh, Science Man is playing at my at my house in like uh, three hours. And I'm oh, gonna get look over at you, there. friend with Science Man. I, you know what? I, I don't know the boys other than Biff, but, uh, but I'm... I'm happy. To, I'm, I'm very happy that I get to see him live tonight. Um, okay, so first up, we have got Milt with The Days of Milt. This was sent in by Brody. It is a band from Melbourne, Australia. Then we have got Red Channel with Crazy Diamonds. This is a band from London. It was sent in by Derek. Then we have got Tip with Two. This was sent in by Lexi, who described it as some eggy, synthy stuff, but uh, doesn't know what language it's in or where they're from or anything like that. Then we have got Altars with uh, Acetic Reflection. This was sent in by Tully. He said it's uh, one of a, you know, a rare death metal submission from him, but a buddy of his who also does like a solo, like bestial black metal project uh, plays bass in this and it's really good stuff. Uh, I just saw, I, I just saw this artwork today. Oh, okay. I the, didn't listen to this, but I, I, I literally just saw this artwork earlier today. I, I forget what I was doing. But the artwork is sick. Yeah. Um, then we have got Manic Ride with their self-titled release. This was sent in by, by Matthias, one of his, uh, one of his sweetest scene releases reports um curious he described it as like being in the vein of like poison idea and motorhead and anti-semics and you know like motor charged metal punk sure. stuff um i'm kind of curious if manic ride is a reference to the blast record take the manic ride yeah um then we have got uh, i've seen this name around a lot recently and i really hate the name because it's really dumb uh armageddon time yeah uh with crime as theater this was sent in by tom who described like, it as some like, like it's, stuff it's like hey let's call ourselves armageddon time oh that's already taken damn it that's already taken yeah 
right? Yeah, it's it's a bad. It's How about annihilation time? No, no, already taken. Two. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fuck. It's not good. I don't. Maybe it's a reference to something that I'm just too stupid to grasp. But I, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Um, then we've got a band name, a Finnish band, of course, whose name I'm going to struggle to pronounce. Valtatio. I don't fucking know. With the release Luco, this was sent in by Grant. Um, I think he intimated that this is some, you know, some Finnish stuff, some fucking fast ripping Finnish shit. Good. Then we have got Ghost Home with Hogar Phantasma. This is a band from uh, Ripley, West Virginia. It was sent in by Michael, who said that uh, it's a, like a local band who has, as of as of yet, been pretty much relegated to just West Virginia shows and notoriety. But he feels deserves uh, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more notoriety than they presently have. Then we have uh, Kasilis with their self-titled release. This is a band from uh, Novi Sad, Serbia. This was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats, who's always sending in, you know, wild, uh, wild shit from the reaches of Europe. Um, I don't know. He said it was like um, he said it was like kind of groovy noise rock, and he either saw them or Cold Brats played with them recently, and he, he thought it was good. Okay. And then last up, we have got Slight Return with their self-titled debut EP. Um, this is a band. I think I I, I think they're kind of spread out. Uh, I'm not sure if they're all based out of like Louisville, um, but Rich, Rich Miles, friend of the show, Rich Miles sent this over. He's singing in this band. Um, and uh, I know Rich is in like the Louisville area, but I'm not sure if all these dudes are, or if it's like more of a recording project or what, but this just came out uh, like, I don't know, a couple days ago, I think. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. Five. All right, five is Manic Ride. This is the band from uh, from Sweden. You can find this at quarantinedhc.bandcamp.com. Oh yeah, this okay. This is the label that put out the uh, the bulls shit stuff as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, the, a name that I just I cannot get over how bad it was. Um, so okay, cool. They've got uh, they got the first song queued up to play. This is just two two very very short songs. So we're gonna listen to Never Going Back by Manic Ride off their self titled release.
All right, we just heard the song Never Going Back by Manic Riot off their self-titled release. I guess this is just like a two-song promo from an upcoming record. Yeah, this is this is exactly as advertised. Yep. And it was good. Did it very well. Yeah, I like this. Pretty good riffs. Um, we get a lot of stuff like this that uh, we generally kind of say, like, if you don't like this, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sure, yeah. There are grades of quality. Of course, yeah. I'd say that this was a middling grade of quality. Yeah. But nevertheless, pretty good. Yeah, for sure. It's like, you know, it's in the law. Obviously, I, when, when I uh, mentioned them in the queue, like the in the email they name-checked, <coughs> Motorhead, which is obvious, and Poison Idea, which comes through in this too, and Anti-Simics, right? And I mean, you know, somebody's wearing an Anti-Simics shirt in the, and in the art here. Shirt. And a Youth of Today shirt, yeah, as well. It's two two things in in uh, stark contrast to one another, but yeah. both both ripping. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, this is in the vein of like Inepsy and shit like that. It's, sure. It's a, it's a, as we say every time this comes on the show, as long as you're playing at like a, at least like a B a B level with this, right. I'm at least going to be like, yep, this it's good. Sure. You know what I mean? What, what's, what's not to like, if you, as long as you've got like a solid central riff, mm -hmm. you keep the pace up, the vocalist is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's good. It's, yeah. 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 It, 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 just like with classic traditional hardcore. Yeah. This is hard to fuck up unless you try to do something else with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to do something else with it, you got to have like, uh, you got to have, the songwriting chops to justify you got to be a step ahead yes for yeah. sure but I, the, the the two songs i have here never going back mm -hmm. right he's yep. never going back no. right he's lost a lot of shit right he's lost a lot of pieces sure he's not going back no way next song no way out uh-huh I, I really it would be really good if every single song yeah was basically uh, in some way uh -huh. either by title or by theme yeah related to things they can't do <laughs> Places they can't or won't go. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be bad. This next one's No Way Out. Yeah. Right. And then maybe the next one is um, Never Getting In. <laughs> yeah, right. sure. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> and it's just, it's basically the same thing. They can't go back. They can't get out. They can't get in. Yeah, they're in stasis, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they're just spinning they're, their wheels. Yeah, they can't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thanks for thanks to Matthias for sending that in. Always appreciate you sending in sweetest sweetest stuff. Always appreciate everybody who sends in like stuff that is local to their general mm -hmm. region. Uh, I, I always like a good scene report. So yeah. Uh, okay, what's next? Next is three. Okay, three is tip. This is the stuff that uh, Lexi sent in. You can find this at tip with uh, two p's at band dot bandcamp dot com. The release is two. Um, titled such because it is their second release, I would imagine. They had a demo that came out in March of uh, 2020, which is, you know, bad time to put out a demo. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this just came out in May of this year. So I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. This looks like German, maybe Austrian. It's yeah, certainly, something, like certainly something from that general area. The central European continent. Yeah, for sure. It, it looks it looks like German or or, or, or Austrian, I believe. So um I wait, they don't they just speak German in, I don't fucking they know. speak uh they speak German in, in Austria, but there's also like regional dialects and stuff. I, I remember when I bought when we when I was on tour over there and we crossed the border into Austria, um there was like regions where other languages were spoken. I don't know. I think it's German. My my ignorance is proudly on display here. There's letters arranged in ways that I don't recognize. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. So uh, I don't think that a particular song was recommended. We'll just go with the one that is first and also queued up. Um, so we're going to listen to Gassi mit der Nabelschner by a tip off of two. 
All right, we just heard Gassi mit der Nebelschner. This is indeed German, by the way. Um, I, I think the, the song loosely translates to something something down the umbil- umbilical cord. So I did, I, did uh, I ran it through the old translating machine okay, sure. on Google, uh-huh. right? Yes. Here's the lyrics. And I'll get pregnant again as best as Google can tell me. Yeah. The kid just falls out, walk the umbilical cord and a flat stomach. With a Bible, are you standing in front of my clinic? And I would do it again and again and again. Okay, just talking about just I'm going to get pregnant and abort fetuses over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah that, that's cool. This right. was uh, this was good and catchy too. Yeah, I, 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 so far a lot of the stuff that Lexi sends in seems to be stuff that is not landing anywhere near my uh, my listening radar. Yeah, for sure. And I like it. Like it's it's it may not always be the best example of something. Yeah, but it's it's solidly like I guess. Uh, it's solidly um, unknown, as we as we say, it, very much right. in the spirit of the show. She's not going to send us in like the no. new spy song for us to tell you that it's pretty good, right? Yes, exactly. Right? Yes, yeah, and I, and I like that for sure. I appreciate that about Lexi's submissions quite a lot. They they're always uh, properly obscure for sure. I think that the, this I don't I, I don't know what's going on in Germany. I don't know if you got a bunch of fucking Christo fascists trying to. Well, as of a few years ago, I mean, there was definitely a lot of right-wing populism that was very much on the rise in Germany. There yeah. was like a far-right pop- prop, uh, a far-right party that was gaining traction in a way that they hadn't since like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, know? but um, I don't hear that much over that noise about it over here. Like over, yeah. over, uh, over here. I mean, this is a very topical thing for sure. I don't know if they're thinking about stuff over in Germany. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a lot of folks. I mean. America is kind of like, it seems like, um, at least we like to think of ourselves as almost like a looking glass for the rest of the fucking world. Sure, yeah. So I don't know. It's pretty It's it's pretty timely, though. I, I wonder, like, the, the contrarian in me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that abortion, getting an abortion sucks. Yeah. I'm sure it's not an easy deal. No, not not in, not in any sort of uh, tangential experience you know, I mean, that I've had surgery. to surgery. Yes, sure. Right? Yeah. But um, I feel like if I, if I were a woman. Uh-huh. Just get them out of spite now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just go over and over again. Over and over. Knock over. me up and cut them out. Get them out of there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Oh, I you would tell me I can't do this. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, for sure. Right? I'm going to fill the first circle of hell with my spawn. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if if somebody has the the emotional, mental, and physical wherewithal to make that their unholy yeah. mission, yeah, uh, shit, man, more right. power to you. Unholy ritual abortion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, this was uh, this was pretty good, capable, as described, like, you know, eggy, synthy punk stuff. Like walk into the abortion clinic mm. with everybody shrieking at you. Yeah. With a shirt that just says, like, me, 300 Babies zero. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Three hundred is a reasonable number. Probably let's say, not. Let's say twelve. Yeah, sure. Twelve's still a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel, lot. I feel like it's I've, do. It's manageable. I feel like in the in 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 the span of uh, in the span of like uh, you know, I don't know, twelve years. Yeah, sure. One a year. One a year. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. If you can commit to that, it's that right? time. Yeah. Oh, it's that time of year again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you do it on like, you know, on auspicious date, like candle mass or right, something sure, like yeah. that. Like you got to do it on this auspicious date yeah. just to just to make them crawl even more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
for sure. And then just have like, you know, like fighter pilot stamps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like they used to put on the on the side of the Mustangs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How, how'd you like the music? I thought the music was good. It was yeah. catchy. Yeah, it was catchy. Right? As, as I said, it's not always the best example right, sure. of stuff in this vein, but no, this is super good. If, if I saw this tape, I would certainly pick this up. No doubt. It no looks doubt. good. The music was good and catchy. At least that song was good and catchy. For sure. It's enough for me to uh, give it my thumbs up. Yeah, agreed. It was real solid. Uh, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's keep it moving then. Two. Okay, two is a uh, crazy uh, red channel with crazy diamonds. You can find this at um, upsettherhythm.bandcamp.com, which is uh, I believe the label that's putting this out. It's a London UK based label. Um, oh, okay. So this band is actually from Los Angeles. It's mm -hmm. just coming out on a on a London label. Um, I'm not actually. I feel like I've seen this name, but. I don't know any releases off the top of my head that I can like identify that that are on this on this particular label. And they got a lengthy write up here. They do have a lengthy write up, yeah, for sure. Um, I often feel a lot of guilt about contributing many lengthy write ups into the world, but I don't feel a lot of guilt about putting that money right in my bank account. Um, let's uh, let's just jump into it. The first track is also the title track, so we're gonna listen to Crazy Diamonds off the release of the same name by the band Red Channel. Our bodies were altered, trail off into silence, place of peace on a We just heard the song Crazy Diamonds by Red Channel off of the release Crazy Diamonds. How would you feel about that? Mm. No? Mm, that didn't really grab me in any sort of way. I mean, okay. there were elements to it that I liked, but it it just was uh, it was a bit too all over the place for me. Fair enough. It never, I, listen, I'm a simple person. Sure. I'm, I'm a veritable musical creep. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I just like a good hook Yeah. in my poppy stuff like this. Right. This didn't have it for me. Yeah, it's uh the the chorus was like pretty 
pretty jarring. Like it didn't, it didn't settle into like the kind of bigger melodic crescendo that you might have expected because the the um the the verses were like pretty minimal and sparse and it kind of like built layers and then that that chorus like like i said it didn't settle into a familiar warm embrace that you might expect from this type of indie pop but yeah. i but see conversely i actually kind of like that about i this. figured you did yeah yeah i liked i like this quite a lot actually the the guitar work uh not on the chorus but on the verses was like undeniably early johnny marr-esque you could also say like peter buck from rem i really liked like the lack of uh just like ringing ringing chords in this it was a lot of like leads and it was very riffy and i liked this a lot it was like very much in the vein of uh i've i've talked about this band before but a contemporary comparison for something like this is a band like omni where like the guitar is kind of constantly moving and playing like various different sort of arpeggios and kind of weird chord shapes and stuff and there was a lot of that in this i thought the keyboard was used well it was kind of sparse but it, it helped kind of back up the pre-existing melodies there and anchor it yeah i liked this a lot i i figured you would be uh you would probably be on the fence about this but i thought it was sick yeah i didn't like it I'm probably going I, to revisit, or I'm probably going to check out the rest of this EP for sure. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I know. You can have it. Okay, thanks. Thanks Bye. so much. You can have it. I really appreciate that. I want to see if uh, see if anybody anybody in the U.S. has maybe put this out on seven inch or tape because I I actually yeah I like that a whole lot. Um, the the write up is long as it's fuck, it's, it's really long. Stop it. Yeah, but like I said, I, I I'm sometimes asked to do write ups that long. You know. Well, I wonder what these folks think about solving global issues. Well, they have to, they they definitely have some thoughts on in in that are mentioned in this write up. Um, right. The forever fluctuating reality that weaves in and out of ecstasy loneliness yearning and destruction i'm sure those are, that's the exact phrase that went through your mind while you were writing this. yeah yeah for sure yes yeah so uh, yeah it was very like you were reading a lot of foucault when you wrote yeah. this or something. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing like i just you know i basically just give it to me raw give me give me the 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 bare wire yeah right that sure. is the driving emotion right I don't need this grandiose horse shit yeah what am I supposed to think by reading that like like it says here they explain that um it is about yeah the forever forever fluctuating reality that weaves in and out of ecstasy loneliness yearning and destruction what am I supposed to think about that wow you guys really put a lot of thought into this shit I'm really impressed well see that's the type there these write ups usually to be fair they usually have little to do with the band and it's usually like the publicist or the label or it's, something it seems like it's more about whoever wrote that well wanking themselves it's more no it's i i would say it's more about like you're you're aiming for a particular mark and you're trying to hook them in with that type type of bullshit and especially when you're playing shit like this you're probably relying upon pseudo intellectual types to gravitate towards this anyway. And if you can throw in a couple, a couple sentences like that to make them feel as if by consuming this, this like retro indie pop, they're also stretching their intellectual muscles in the process, then they're like, they're going to buy this. It's all about selling. But who wants to listen to indie pop while feeling like they're stretching their intellectual 
horizons. A, a very a, a very particular type of person that has a lot more disposable income than you uh, or I. Because because what I when I listen to indie pop, mm-hmm. I, I I all I want is basically I want the base, deprivation. Yes, tank. I want the basest emotions. I, I want yes. it to be basically <laughs> yes. a deprivation tank. I, I agree entirely for the most part, but uh, but there was a time in my life where I would have been attracted by a sentence like that when I was eighteen years old, and there are a lot of people who yeah, that's that's exactly who it's for. Well, I'm saying it's it's for those people. It's for college age people who are like ah yes, mm-hmm, and like rubbing their chin, and it's for older folks who have settled into a dumb hat phase of their life and are wearing exclusively like vintage men's wear. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they always have a book in their pocket. It's it's also <laughs> aiming for that type of person. So regardless, I thought the music was quite good and I'll listen to the rest of this EP for sure. So like if it would have just said like um you know uh they explained that uh it's about how shitty everything is. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And how fucking hopeless all your fucking dreams are. Yeah. You know, sure. That perked my ears up a little bit. Like, oh, okay, okay. You're cool. coming. They're coming in a little hot with this indie pop. I like it. I like that the cover of the record is the two women in the band. Like, oh, and the dudes front, are and the just, dudes are in, right. in silhouette, fully in silhouette. Fully in silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the fucking are? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. There, those guys just have to be like, yeah, fuck it. I guess we're along for the ride. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like the one dude in the middle, like yeah. his silhouette looks like he may have some bumps and head loaf similar to a Klingon in the background. Yeah, he kind of looks like Darth Maul, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's just the two women and then yeah. those things in the background. Yeah, that, I, I will say the publicist and or the label, based on the artwork of this record, based on the content of the write-up, they know what they are trying to sell. That's for sure. And I ain't buying it. <laughs> and I... I'm at least in, I'm at least interested uh, on a surface level. I thought the music was good. Now I'm walking away. I'm just gonna say, uh, blow it out your ass. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Three. All right, three is uh, Armageddon time. Boy, what a, what a name! What a name! How it just rolls off the tongue. You can find this at armageddontimerva.bandcamp.com. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see if I am indeed missing something with Armageddon. Yes, because like what? Unless that is a specific reference to something, um, which it very well could be. Is it? Have you found something? It's a it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, you you, you can do some more independent. It's a reasons. song. Okay. By reggae musician Willie Williams. Okay. That, that's still not compelling to me. It's still a bad name. And I think maybe The Clash covered it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That maybe makes sense for sure. Okay. But who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? It's a bad band name. It's, yeah. Yo, all good. Take your take your band name from a song title. It's a tried and true, it's a tried and true technique, um, but that's a bad song title that I, doesn't translate well to a band name. I cannot feel connected to reggae music at any level. I love a lot of reggae and dub and dance hall and stuff. The only, like I said before, the only time it ever made sense to me is when I lived in Hawaii. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, okay, we're chilling on the beach. There's some reggae I like a lot. But I I, I don't connect with it at basically any level. I don't think you're alone on that. I think a lot, I think a lot of people feel exactly that way. Every single song, listen to us. Every single listen, song literally sounds exactly li- the same. Listen to you. I don't think that at all. And there are a lot of different types of reggae that have very different sounds. Yeah. They do. Yeah. It's just you have to be exposed to it and know what you're listening just, for. 
I mean, it doesn't. It 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 never it never lands with me in any way. It's the same way that that somebody would if you showed somebody Minor Threat and Cro-Mags, who was totally uninitiated to you That's or what I. I'm saying. They sound fully listen, different. Listen to us. Right? It's obvious that right. they diff- They sound different, yeah. but to somebody, yes, I can understand how people uh, how people like make that claim. But I think in actuality, it's not true at all. Um, so. Let's see here. They have got uh, they got this first song queued up to play, so we'll go with that. We're gonna listen to "Stimulus Fuck" by Armageddon Time off of Crime as Theater. Stimulus Fuck by Armageddon Time off of their, uh, what appears to be debut release, Crime as Theater. Um, yeah, I didn't like pretty much anything about that, actually. Um, I was expecting this to be a little bit raw because, like, it just, the thing that gave me pause before the music started was in their little bio, it says a relentless blend of ripping crust slash D beat infused melodic hardcore and if that last bit of the sentence had been cut off i would have been (laughs) like oh okay fair enough that's kind of what i expect looking at this whatever it's from richmond okay yeah cool and a long tradition of bands in that area doing that particular style cool um but the melodic hardcore was on display here for sure and it and it 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 poked its little head uninvited into bits of the song that would otherwise be a lot more appealing to me without its presence. The recording was also quite bad. Like the way this was mixed was uh, kind of a nightmare for my ears. Like the, the songs, like the, the way that the instruments popped in and out of the mix was like very jarring and weird and unnatural sounding. Um, this was evidently recorded by somebody um, and mixed by somebody who I, imagine you guys paid to do that job i would just encourage you to try to get your money back on this because you probably could have done a better job by yourself with like a basic computer setup or a cell phone or something the mixing and shit on this was a nightmare i also understand like the vocal delivery choice here like i get what you're going for it's like a little bit like uh i mean it kind of sounds like fucking body count delivery you know what i mean it's like really stilted like yeah 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 and it's just like i i get it but i don't think it worked in this setting particularly well and like it wasn't 
ripping or ferocious in a way that I would want vocals over music like this to be. I don't know. The, the phrasing in there was pretty consistent with a lot of, I guess, uh, a lot of straightforward political DB. Yeah, for sure. But there was no there was no bite to him. Well, that's that's the thing. There was no bite to this song, period. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a minute 28. It went by pretty quickly. Um, it was it was pretty much just a minute and 28 of monotony. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was there was nothing to sink your teeth into. Yeah, that. yeah, like I, I'm all I'm all about the uh, the sentiment and the sure. anger evident in the song. Sure, but this the the um, as far as I'm concerned, the music did not match did not match the fury. No, not even close. Right? No. I I got I really don't have anything else. It's to pretty. Say about it was this. pretty thin. It was pretty weak, and the song itself wasn't even that. I mean, whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't that interesting as a D beat song. No, not at all. I said before, if you're gonna write straight for a D beat. You need the riff. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think this was that straightforward. It was it was trying to do a little bit something more with the formula and I just don't I don't think that I don't think the people in this band are equipped to do that in a compelling way as of yet. No. Um so yeah, I don't know. This was this was a, a, a no from me, but not a hard no. It just I didn't think it was see, I didn't think you, it was sick. You came in loaded with the Armageddon. Yeah, for sure. I that was just you know what I was willing to put that aside and and listen to this with a fully open mind. But then when I saw the words melodic hardcore on top of it, it was just like I was I was primed and ready not to like this, and uh, it it delivered on that. Yeah, so. melodic m- melodic melodic, pretty much as a um, descriptor with most of the music I like. Yeah, melodic death metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of hardcore, Ugh. yeah. A lot of black metal, Ugh. yeah. Or yeah, when somebody says melodic punk, I'm like, oh, good. Pen- oh, Pennywise, cool. sick, cool. dude. Yeah, no, yeah. That's it's not a descriptor I, t- I typically get excited about when I see it thrown in front of something. So yeah, yeah, no from me, but you know, wasn't awful. I just didn't think it was good either. Uh, keep working. Yeah, for sure. Keep it up. This is a this is a debut release. I'm sure I'm sure it will get better. Um, all right, what's next? Five. All right, five is five is some more melodic shit for sure. Um, I know that based on uh, how Rich talked about this. So, this is Slight Return with their debut release, Slight Return. Um, it's a three-song release. Uh, I know. I think Rich described it as quote We like Dag Nasty. Um, so I think it's going to be in that vein. And I actually, you know what? I think I at least read the lyrics to the front song because I think Rich was. I commented that Rich was. Uh, taking some lyrical inspiration from a raid song, which I enjoyed, but I don't remember if I actually listened to it or not. Um, I will say the album art is really, uh, really sticks in my craw. I don't like it one one goddamn bit. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't give me any indication of what I'm about to hear. Well, it also looks like really bad local tattoo artist like painting you know what i mean mm. like a dude who is like check it out man i'm i'm slinging ink now at fucking ricky's tool shed uh come get blasted up right. and then they right. put, and then this is like their facebook right. profile picture right. to display their artistic prowess right. and i'm like oh no 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 i'm slinging ink at come blast your studio <laughs> yeah. come check me out yeah for sure um so the art i i truly detest because that aesthetic i've seen on so many like local tattooer facebook pages throughout my life and it's that what i'm seeing here guitar like badly rendered guitars and flowers and shit it's just like oh man that's the type of person with like little little lime green plugs in their ears that i'm gonna stay uh far away from so the art is bad rich i'm sorry to say i like you i hope next time maybe i don't know if this was your doing but um 
Let's do better. He didn't, on the, he didn't do the art. I know he didn't do the art, but I'm just saying, next time, let's let's do better on the artwork. Let's see how the music sounds, though. So we're going to listen to Slight Return by the band Slight Return off the release, Slight Return. heard the song slight return by the band slight return off of the ep slight return how'd you feel about that uh sort of very personal plaintive sort of stuff sure melody in there heartfelt emotion sure i do not like stuff like this yeah sure <laughs> right it's been well established right yeah i love dag nasty yeah me too there is almost no band that sounds like dag nasty that i like yeah and there's and i wouldn't say it i mean this definitely had this was like 50% Dag Nasty. There's, al there's also almost no band that sounds like Dag Nasty. Right. Because they, they, I think people pick up on and run with the wrong parts of Dag Nasty. And, and they forget, like, particularly on the first record, like, those riffs and shit, like, those songs were a breakneck, at break, played at breakneck speeds for the most part, and the mid-tempo songs still, like, thrashed and were hard. There were still, like... I mean, they were like thrash riffs in, in those songs, too. There was, like, a lot of tremolo picking stuff. It wasn't... Uh, there was noodling, but not like people imagine They were it. pretty driving. They were pretty yes, aggressive were, riffs while also being melodic and sort of... For sure. Plaintive. Yes, and also the lyrics worked in that in the context of Dag Nasty a lot better than I think they work in bands that kind of worship at the altar of Dag Nasty. Well, I mean, even, even you know, even Dave Smalley's vocal delivery... Yeah. That only, for me, that only works in that context. It yeah. only works in the context of Dag Nasty. Yeah, for sure. Right. So yeah, I don't. I mean, this is yeah, fifty percent Dag Nasty. I think that's that's a that you guys obviously do like Dag Nasty a lot. For sure. Right. Yes. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. I ain't gonna shit on somebody's like you know. Obviously, the song is about uh, some shit. You know, <laughs> here I am. Here I am diluting. <laughs> here I am reducing and diluting the theme of the song down to basically its most simple thread. Right. Which is some shit happened when I was younger a lot of bad things happened to me I got older got more perspective came back here because I want to be here I love it but it's not everything to me sure yeah that's, that's about that's, right that's about as stupid 
a, a, a derivation as I can make. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right? So, yeah, I get it. It's, it's a personal plaintive thing, and I appreciate that. But I, 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 I don't like music like this. Yeah. Because I think I stated all the way back in the very first episode of this, mm -hmm. I don't feel things. Sure. Like, that's that those neurons are dead. The only thing I feel is unabridged blackness and, and, and rage. I think you feel a couple more things than that. Hate. But, <laughs> but I, I disdain. I, I can certainly attest to the fact that that you're not generally exposed to art or music that makes you feel those other, other no. different emotions. No, right? I, I mean, generally, no, because like the, the reason that I come to this, yeah. right? The reason that I am drawn to the music is basically as you know a, a dumping ground sure right yeah. it's 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 a way to like just sort of like oh, vent yeah and get the shit you know and and, and not, not i don't ever get it out of me right but, it, but at least to provide a conduit sure right yeah exactly that i can connect with and i don't connect with like i i just don't connect with sentiments that um i guess are uh, anything less than utter spite yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like has been well established on this show as well. I'm more open to stuff like this in general and to human emotion in general. But uh, I thought this is just fine. You know, I think it's interesting that this is kind of um, this is a, a style of, of hardcore that is almost exclusively played by by older yes, Corman yes. at Al this point. Almost exclusively. This is almost exclusively the 30 and up crop. Yeah, exactly. And Rich is about your age. Um, he was he was around at the same time as you were and playing in bands in like the late 90s and stuff um, and has played in bands like for, for a long time. So, um, you know, I appreciate that this is older dudes doing stuff uh, and it's not bad at all. I think as far as what it's aiming to be, it gets it just right for the most part. The recording I don't really like and would like to hear this with like some more balls behind it for sure. It's pretty thin. It's very very thin like not not really recorded and mixed particularly well but you know it got the job done for a demo i suppose um but like yeah like i said it's just this isn't music for me i think this is music for other people in their general demographic both both age-wise and uh temperament-wise well, i, you I know? think first and foremost this is music for them for sure. Yes, absolutely. They just want to be in a band and fucking play music. Right. For sure. They're, they're not they're not playing to a trend to be absolutely. You know, or anything like this. Which is, I appreciate. Yes. And I appreciate I, I appreciate the sincerity in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I think that that's uh, pretty important. Absolutely. No doubt. So I got nothing bad to say about this. It's just, you know, it ain't for me. I'm glad that these dudes are having a good time doing it. And it, it doesn't suck by any stretch of the imagination. It's competently written and performed for sure. Just not for me. Um, okay. Well, let's roll the dice again. Five. Okay, five is uh, Casillas with their self-titled release. This is the band from uh, Novi Sad, Serbia that Jay sent in. Uh, he suggested the second track on here, Cobra. So we're going to listen to the song Cobra by Casillas off their self-titled release.
All right, we just heard the song Cobra by uh, Casillas off of their self-titled release, which is also, it looks like they put out a demo in February of 2015, mm-hmm. and then there was a live release from last year. Mm-hmm. But this is like their first studio eff- effort in a very long time. This came out in October of uh, 2021. Yeah. That's a long time between a demo and like a proper release. Yeah. That said, this was real good. I liked this a lot. <laughs> yeah, this sounded like something that Steve Albini would somehow be involved in. For sure. This was like, this was the uh, kind of a perfect sonic middle ground for me uh, between like, yes, like the Albini-esque and like, like AMREP uh, style noise rock of the mid to late ni- 90s uh, and like the early Hydra head kind of like post metalcore noise rocky stuff yeah. as well. This could easily, this could just as easily be a an Albini produced project as it could be, uh, have been like on a split with Coalesce, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, so. Absolutely. And, and I and I liked that about this. It was indeed like real, real solid groovy noise rock. It sounded stuff. really good. Yeah. Big, I like the bass tone on this. Mm-hmm. Sounded just big and big and beefy. Yep, for sure. Yeah, this was real good, man. I that, liked it a lot. Uh, that that sort of like repeating, jarring sort of riff. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. This is uh, this is a style of music that I tend to like quite a lot when it's done this well. It was like, I, I think this is a genre in which like falling into the repetition of like your kind of your core riff can work to your advantage very well if that riff is kind of manic and frenetic and uh and like um captivating enough and i think they they nailed it with this yeah and and you know the drumming and the vocalist have to carry for everything else then also this is the type of music that when it's when i see it live i want it to be unhinged oh wild, for sure sure and, and and super loud yes i want it to be definitely loud i want it to be unhinged i want it to be very confrontational this is the sort of stuff that a lot of people like uh-huh. but you almost never see anybody talking about sure or wearing shirts right yes or anything like that. i know that. it's kind of weird and this is the sort of stuff that like i i don't think a lot of uh corman give a second thought to no for sure it's like it's right outside the purview of a lot of people that are into hardcore but like it it is a logical extension of enjoying hardcore and it's it's a thing that when i see the the bands that i see giving any sort of play to shit from that era ironically are usually bands that are like playing music of that same era that is decidedly more accessible it's Mm -hmm. like when i see like you know a grunge revival band on the hardcore tour that's all hardcore dudes and maybe there you'll see somebody wearing a shellac shirt or an unsane shirt right or whatever but they're playing music that sounds a lot more like you know uh, fucking mud honey or right. something like right, that. Right, 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 and right. And they're clearly trying to appeal to a... So it's a weird juxtaposition because it isn't frequently that I see, like, a dude in a in a hardcore band wearing, like, a cow's shirt. You right. know what I mean? But it seems just like if you're into aggressive confrontational music, I mean, look no further than David Yao is, like, sure. the fucking epitome of the confrontational frontman. Right. Even still now in his, in his advanced years. You know right. what I mean? So, um, yeah, this was real good. It's... In, in the line of, of so much stuff uh, like this that I have enjoyed for a long fucking time, and I will definitely check out the rest of this release. Yeah, I really like stuff like this. I'm going to check out the rest of this for sure, too. This 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 scratched an itch that I didn't know I had at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Anytime something like this comes on, if, as long as it hits good, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Because this, this in many ways is 
as aggressive and ugly as like the best hardcore. Of course, yeah. You know, for sure. And it's just it's just players doing it. Yep, exactly. Yes, it's just yeah, exactly. And it's I think that one of the things that I really appreciate about this form of music when it's uh, executed with this level of of expertise is that it's clearly people that know how to play beyond a like a, the rudiments uh, required for hardcore punk, but don't let that that skill level get in the way of still writing like nasty, ugly songs. Right. And, uh, and that's to me is like a perfect synthesis of a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. A lot of things falling into place to make something that I just, that just has always really, really fucking appealed to me. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. We got, uh, we can do, we can either do one more, one more song and then listen to some messages. Um, I mean, we've got we've got the time to do it. We've got one. Let's do it. Yeah, we've what only got we talking about. We got six messages. They're not. None of them are particularly long. So, yeah. let's uh, let's roll the dice. All right. Four. All right. Four is uh, Ghost Home. Ghosthome.bandcamp.com. The release the release is Hogar Phantasma. Uh, this is the band out of Ripley, West Virginia, that was sent in by their buddy who said that they uh, they think that it deserves play outside of West Virginia. I was hoping we land on this, yeah, because this is the most inscrutable, yeah, for sure, of the things that were given to us. Yeah, I, I would agree entirely. Like, I know what I'm gonna get from the Finnish band on some level, most likely. Right. You know, I know what I'm gonna get uh, at least on some level. Again, looking at the altars stuff the milt stuff uh, okay i'm not sure about that one but this is the one that i'm just like who knows who knows what's going right. on here so uh this is just a two song release um they've got the song sympathy queued up so we're gonna hear sympathy by a ghost home off of hogar phantasma We just heard the song Sympathy by the band Ghost Home off of Hogar Phantasma. How'd you feel about that? Uh, this was bigger and I think better put together than I expected. Yeah, I agree for sure. It's also not at all what I expected. Yeah. I thought we were going to get something that was a little more indie and maybe a little... I, I didn't look at the descriptors at the bottom. Yeah, me neither. Just kind of like looking at it. I thought maybe we were going to get a little more post-punk, a little more minimal, not a big, beefy, metallic, hardcore sort of thing. Yeah, I, I would say, though, the the tags at the bottom are not good, though, either. You know, oh, metal. Melo metal, melodic, melodic hardcore, hardcore, and post-hardcore. Like no. I wouldn't use any of those words other than 
metal in the form of metallic to describe this. Yeah. Like, so to me, we've had other bands in this vein on the show before previously, and I've probably used the exact same descriptors, but it's metallic edged, like, you know, uh, late to or late aughts, early tens, death wish, hardcore stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like it's not as technical as Trap Them or something like that. And it's not as metallic as Rise and Fall, but and it's not as angsty as Blacklisted, but it would play in a room with any of those bands easily on any night in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely the sort of like self-serious black T-shirt metallic tinged like post metalcore, I guess that I would have been very attracted to as like an 18 year old kid. And I still don't have any beef with, I think it was, it was done pretty well. I appreciate the brevity of this for sure, because a lot of times bands in this vein will get very, uh, they'll, in, in their, they, they'll, they have a tendency to feel a little self-important and they'll yeah. write a four minute song, right. you know what I mean? Right. And two songs clocking it at a minute and a half and a little over a minute is a, I think cool for this style of music. The, the brevity gives it enough of a, an attachment to like just sort of like the short feral aggression yes, that I want. For sure. Like musically, I don't listen to anything that sounds like this. Yeah. But I will definitely listen to um, a minute of this. Sure. Or a minute and a half songs of this just because I feel like it's a little closer to uh, yeah. home. Yeah, for sure. You do this for four minutes, I am out. Yeah, and this is also a type of music that like... In its in its rawest iteration like this, in the basement version of this, I'm usually, if not explicitly into, I'm like, yeah, cool. And if I see it in a basement in a band sure. like this is loud, they fucking rip. Okay, cool. That was a good set. You know what I mean? Pick up the demo, whatever. Never listen to it again, but whatever. And then this, when it gets out of the basement, it tends to take on like a polish and a sheen to it and a and a commercial edge to mm-hmm. it that like almost always I find very repellent and becomes like this can quickly go from like true basement music to like craft beer festival music in a few short steps. Yeah. So as long as this remains in a raw sort of abridged form, yeah, I think this stuff is cool and I get its appeal and I would agree that this probably deserves a little bit more play than just uh, out, you know, being in, in 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 Ripley, West Virginia. Which I wanted to point out is rather remarkable that this band is from Ripley, West Virginia. For sure. Uh, just looking on the internet, population around 3,000 in the 2020 census. Yeah, man, that's wild. Um, you know, I've worked in West Virginia, lived in West Virginia here and abouts, mostly in the South like in the central portion of the state and then like, you know, southeast, not mm-hmm. too like in Monongahela State Forest and stuff like that, or National Forest. But um, this is just like maybe Ripley's like 35 miles north of Charleston, which is the capital. Yeah. It's it's like, it's it's as if, and, and like Ripley is, I mean, it's about equidistant from like Cincinnati, Columbus, Pittsburgh. Sure. Louisville. Yeah, right? it's not by much. It's like, this is like a, this is pretty much like a, if, as if this band were from Markle, Indiana. Right, 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 right. Which is, I will say, there was a period of time when when local, like small town local hardcore was a lot more prominent. Uh, and you could hear a band like this from Markle, Indiana, conceivably. Uh, but that time has 
has passed. It may it may come around again, but it certainly isn't it, in this particular moment is not a common thing. No. Um, so yes, it is pretty remarkable that this is from Ripley, West Virginia, of a of a surprisingly high degree of quality considering where it originates from. Yeah, for no sure. Doubt. So I thought it was solid, not for me per se, but no beef with it at all. Thought it was good. Sure, plenty of people will listen to it. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> right. It's, it's right over by Gay, West Virginia. You pointed out there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to some uh, let's listen to some voicemails. All right. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. Uh, lately, I've been seeing these fucking dick riding retards at the No Echo Facebook group just constantly post about Turnstile and how they're a fucking welcoming band who's going to get so many new kids into hardcore. Um, first off, like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, anybody who's into hardcore is into hardcore because of a hardcore band. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about there. And then second, I don't give a shit if normies who happen to like tor- Turnstile end up, you know, getting into hardcore from that. And and to me, it sounds like they want a bunch of them to fucking get into hardcore and dilute this shit. Um, and that shit sounds fucking whack to me. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm not even that upset with normies, I guess, because I like, you know, when they come to shows sometimes and I, I'm welcoming and I like to talk to them. But uh, I think I'm more upset with these kids who pretend to be like these weird pseudo hardcore experts from wherever they're from when I know in fact they don't fucking have friends. Or if they do, they're fucking insufferable. Um, anyways, uh, let me know what you guys think. Love you guys. Eat my ass. Okay. Yeah, I have some thoughts about this, and they're they're not particularly strong thoughts because I'm I'm grown enough at this point that I'm I'm pretty far away from being like invested emotionally in this conversation. But there is a lot of talk about like turnstile being a band that will yes get be a, a gateway band for folks to get into punk and hardcore. the green day of hardcore the green day of hardcore right sure and there have been bands like that in the past for a lot for a whole generation of kids it was like biohazard and then like vod and life of agony and stuff yeah and but those bands weren't on jimmy kimmel those bands were not on jimmy kimmel well biohazard they got they were on some big fucking tours and they got some main and i mean dude h2o was on a late night show i can't That's remember true. what yeah. what late night show it was but you know h2o was playing some late night shows and my my feeling about this is essentially like I'm happy for the people in Turnstile because they're experiencing a level of success with their band that is difficult to achieve when you come from <laughs> punk and hardcore. They're ex- they're experiencing a level of success in their band. Yeah. That only heralds their exit from punk and hardcore. That is probably true. Right, if, because next thing you know, they're going to be doing they're going to have like, you know, pop guests sure. and stuff like that on the next record. Oh, sure, sure. And 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 here's the thing, like I talked about with like they're kind of mirroring, mirroring Bad Brain's career trajectory. They're clearly at this point a band that I think comes from hardcore who is playing something that's yep. informed by hardcore but is distinct from it not. at this point. And, and I'm sure that distinction will only harden at, with future efforts because they're musicians, right? They want to do musician right. stuff, right? right? Because if, if, they, if, if they were still like hardcore 
let's say. Let's yeah. just say if they were still a hardcore band. Yes. It would be like Fear on Saturday Night Live. Right, yes, exactly. Like, yes. Going, going on to one of these right. late night shows, be like Fear on Saturday Night Live. Right. And then they'd fuck off. Yes, like I, I like I like that Turnstile's successful because they are ha clearly having a good time with it. And I think maybe it's, maybe for a brief moment, maybe it'll raise the IQ of like the average rock music enjoyer. Perhaps, I don't know. But like, I don't think it's going to have any tangible effect on like local punk and hardcore scenes. I don't think it really translates to local kids getting into this stuff and nope. checking out a basement show. This is not Warthog playing on Jimmy Kimmel. No. This is a band who is playing a relatively successful or a rel relatively accessible type of hardcore informed like hard rock. I figure. I figured tops because I, literally I have never heard an entire turnstile song. Yeah, sure. Why would I? Yeah. I've said it before. I don't give a shit about this band. Yeah. Right? I don't even I, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. But just um, sort of my own feeling on this is if they have any sort of like effect as a gateway, what you're going to get is a weird spin-off bizarro universe. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Of shit. Yeah, exactly. That, that you're, that's never, ever, ever going to come anywhere near yeah. the, uh, the putrid dens in which we reside. No, I don't think so either because Knocked Loose got quite big and they came from, you know, I never liked their music, but they are kids that also play in hardcore bands and shit. And sure, they were a gateway band for a handful of kids and shit, but like, I don't know, dude. I wasn't seeing a lot more kids come into the basement because of Knocked Loose, and I'm relatively close to Louisville, you know, geographically, in Fort Wayne, four and a half hours away. And, you know, it's not like there was some massive regional boon of hardcore participation because of a band like Knocked Loose, even as they got fucking huge. So I don't think people... I think people who talk about Turnstile in that way are either, uh, A, like profoundly hopeful in a way that I can't relate to or B, they're just looking for some reason to speak about turnstile in a public way uh, that like feels like, I don't know, they feel like an inclination to have to say something more about them than other, other than, yes, they're a good band, I like them, and I wish them all the success in the world, that's, which is all the, that's yeah. all the feelings I have about them. I like their records, I'm, ha I'm happy that they're doing well, good for them. That, <laughs> you know, that's, that's it. Yeah, it, like, it's fine, but it has nothing to do with me. No, it has nothing to do with anything that I like. No. Here's what I think. Yeah. I think that collectively, um, we ought to, like, hardcore the, the the brand that we like sure right yeah the stuff that we talk about on this show yeah right the stuff that uh, the, the kind of shows we 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 got to find an angle to make it unapproachable <laughs> even more unapproachable, like outwardly yeah. right like, like sure. i want to say like like you know front a bunch of really like a re a bunch of really nasty shit uh-huh just so people stay the fuck away, like, like <laughs> sully its name, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So the people aren't hopeful that hardcore can somehow be accepted in the greater diaspora of like American music, because the yeah. whole point is it doesn't want to fucking be part of it, right? Yes, I yeah, it's a reaction to it for sure, and I and and I am of the mind that. And, it, and this is fine. This is not an indictment against people in Turnstile or similar bands or anything, because I get you're a musician, you fancy yourself an artist, and you want to do, do arty things. And that's fine. I, I truly have no ill will towards that, and I'm totally fine with anybody's personal artistic aspirations. But I will say that anytime you're a, a central goal or a tenet of your band becomes appealing to a broader audience or to 
to uh, like find some degree of acceptance in mainstream music circles or be included in a larger conversation, it is fundamentally not in the spirit of hardcore punk. And that's fine. I don't need you to be that. By all means, grow beyond this, make some money and have a good and prosperous life. Or don't. Or don't. But like, I, I do think it's it fundamentally becomes something distinct from hardcore that at, at best can only be influenced by hardcore punk and in the lineage of it sonically, but is a distinct thing from it. Yeah. So that's that. those are my feelings on it. Yeah. I want to see, like we've said, I want to see a new satanic panic. Yes, for I'll, sure. We are seeing a new, it never went away. Yeah, right. We are seeing a new satanic panic on some level. But I but, want to see hardcore associated right. with it in the same way that like heavy metal yes. was in the 80s. Yeah, me too, man. Right? Yes. We're, don't stay the fuck away from that. I right? want scared parents, man. Yeah. I want, I want people giving me a side eye on the street. Right. I don't want, I don't want to, to, to hope that one day the rock and roll hall of fame will acknowledge hardcore punk. Yeah, who gives I a don't shit? want that. It sucks. The whole point is to spit in the face of those institutions. Yeah. So that's my feeling. All right. Hello, it's me again. Um, man child. Just wanted to say, um, you're a whole bunch of man child sitting around talking about D and D and saying cuss words. So how do you feel about that? Bye. And, F off. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think it's cool. I like being a grown man worrying about D&D and saying curse words. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it feels Happy, good. The happiest moment of my life was when I finally learned how to swear. Yeah, for sure. Feels I didn't good. say things like F off. No. I just didn't. said fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because I'm a fucking man. I'm not a little boy. <laughs> That's right. It feels really good. I like it a lot. I'm having a great time. Um, okay. <laughs> I like that call. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I like, I like the idea of somehow i don't know maybe we get on like youtube kids sure right? <laughs> yeah okay so we start getting calls from like children uh -huh. harassing us right, that would be that would be a lot of no, fun that would be sick, <laughs> yeah, for sure i would love that yeah, yeah no doubt i'm listening to the newest episode um and this bolster band is playing i have to hit pause on this i don't know what you guys are going to say about this i haven't even finished the song but i feel like when it slowed down for a second i could have sworn to God he was going to hit us with that, like, <laughs> fucking, you know, like, Rise Records shit. Um, yeah, I don't even know what the point of calling in and saying that was, but, uh, yeah, have a good one. I guess I'll find out what you guys thought of this song in about a minute when I'm done listening to it. My. We we thought it was a pretty good example of what it was trying to do. Uh, and but they Also, some band from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, also, like, they did cite No Warning as the, a primary influence, and No Warning did have a whole record where they put, like, Linkin Park parts in their songs. So, I mean, you're, I guess your intuition is not totally off with that, but luckily Bolster didn't go that direction. Uh, okay, we got Next a, release. Yeah, the next release. That's going to be the one for sure. Um, okay, we got we to gotta, we gotta follow up on this. Yeah, well, what's up? I know I called in with some other retarded shit, uh, but it was short. I hope so. This is going to be short, too. Um, you guys are talking about the Kardashians and why are they famous? Um, I went to PR school and literally I can tell you the reason they're famous is because their entire family operates like a PR agency whose only client is themselves. And basically they spend all day creating social media content with brands that they partner with and then releasing press releases to entertainment magazines 
about the social media content they create, who these magazines basically just copy and paste these press releases, format them, and put them on their websites. Like uh, like that Bizarro course that you're talking about, but for um, completely vapid and soulless nonsense. So that's why the Kardashians are as famous as they are, because it's a fucking ruse. I'm sure you already kind of knew that, but that's my PR insight. Anyway, have a good one. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew functionally why the yeah, Kardashians were famous. Thanks for the insight. I like the professional. Yeah, for sure. It, my my question isn't so much as like, hmm, why is that? It's more like, why God? Why? I think fun, you know? yeah, it's more existential. It's right? a more of an existential. I think, why. I think it's evidence that you know the human brain is fundamentally flawed. Right. Yeah. 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 For right. sure. Yes. I I know the processes by which they arrived at that fame and maintain and continue to grow that fame. Uh, I am just perplexed and distressed by the fact that my fellow man. Uh, can be bamboozled into such a such a shallow ruse, right? right. So, um, all right, well, it looks like we got a, a Tim Neff call, a brief one. Ain't there any of the kids listening to Black Randy and the Metro Squad? Eat shit. I don't know what he said. Let's try it again. Let's try it one more time. It was bad. It was very bad audio. Very bad audio. Ain't there any of the kids listening to Black Randy and the Metro Squad? Eat shit. I don't know what you Something said about the metros. I, man, I, you know what? I don't know what you said, Tim. But God bless. Yeah. Uh, give, give it a give it a try next week if you want to. Just speak into that speaker on your phone and just do it clearly. Don't talk like this in the background. The same. Just put the speaker right up to your mouth and just say what you want to say and just enunciate those words for me, pal. And we're gonna give it a shot on the next episode. Um, if you want to call in and, and try again. Um, all right, let's listen to uh, our last voicemail. Hey, guys. Uh, Joey here. Um, I was uh, checking out some YouTube videos the other day and got an ad for the new Dungeons & Dragons movie. Um, just was wondering if that was something that you guys were uh, excited about. Um, I personally have never uh, played D&D, but, you know, I, I don't know. Is that something you're hyped about, or is that just something that's just uh, going to be horrible? So let me know. Appreciate it. I I I heard that there's a D and D movie. I don't, I don't. I've never seen the trailer, mm. but I can guarantee it will be horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you that it will not be for. Um, People like me. No, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be for somebody like myself. It's I'm, not. It's not gonna be a, a bunch of fucking scantily clad, sexy people s- smashing shit. Here's the thing. It's not gonna be a bunch of. It's not gonna be some Conan shit. Some no. old school fucking like no. fantasy movies. It's gonna. It's right. gonna suck. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Is like they tried a mainstream D and D movie back in the year 2000. I think it had one of the Wayans brothers. And I mean, it was, it how was, could it not have succeeded? It was a nightmare. Um, it was, it was very, <laughs> what a perfect casting decision. It was very bad. Um, this looks shitty too. It, it's, it's like, dude, uh, truly Marvel has, has ruined sort of like the, the popular, like schlock action film landscape because Here's the thing. I've always been down for a schlocky action flick if it's well done and mindless, whatever, right? right? Now everything is very much to that Marvel formula of, like, quippy shit. Right. Nobody talks right. like a normal right. fucking human. I, 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 I want to see, see a D&D movie with modern production techniques Yes, that is in the mood 
of a movie like Dragon Slayer. Yes, exactly. I just watched Dragon Slayer the other night. Exactly that. And and that's kind of what I was going to say, too, is like, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who are like very hype about this and they're the same sort of people who generally, you know, go on Twitter and they're like usually corporate shills of some sort or they write for the Wall Street Journal or some shit and they post about how great it is that tabletop gaming is becoming accessible to so many more people than it ever has before. And as we established just a few minutes ago talking about hardcore punk, I long for a second satanic panic. I don't <laughs> I don't want my interest. It is a selfish and childish uh, notion to cling to, but it's one I'm going to have until I fucking shuffle off this mortal coil. I don't I don't need or want the things that I like to be for everybody. In fact, I like when they're not. <laughs> Very yeah. much like when they're not. I'm a selfish little man child. Uh, that is what I am. Right. No F doubt. Fuck F off indeed, right? Uh, I I don't want a, a Thor Ragnarok style D D movie. There's plenty of people that are going to be like, oh, yes, it's so wonderful that this is elevating the hobby and exposing it to millions of new people who will now get into this and experience the magic of tabletop gaming. I don't know, dude. Fucking kill yourself. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that it? Fuck isn't, you. Isn't the that... world is burning. I don't yeah. fucking care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I do this to escape. I do this to stay away from other people. I do it so that I can build an even more insular fucking wall around my tiny right. little friend group that just, I've maintained just, for two decades. Just another layer of amber encasing me. Yeah, exactly. This is right. all armor against reality, man. Right. And, and I and right. I don't want... Trust me. I don't achieve this fucking stasis, like my, you know, my little fucking uh, fault, my 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 VR realm that I create within my own mind and my little stasis pod that is my life by letting outsiders in. Come on in, come on, check it out. Oh, we want everybody here. I don't want any of you here at all. Yeah. I just like my friends and no one else <laughs> in the world. And I'm not making new friends and I'm right. not inviting new right. people into my hobbies. And it's totally fine if better adjusted people want to go out and enjoy shit like this. And yeah, all, make, all make, make the game, it's your game, but you won't like mine. You're not going to like mine. And I don't want to know you and I don't want to watch your dumb fucking movie. And I want to play D&D &D with my friends. And I no. You're not going to like my game because you know what? Some of these fake uh, make-believe races are actually apparently evil. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? I think I knew it. I knew it jumped the shark for me when I saw something about uh, how, like, uh, I don't know if it was Paizo or it was Wizards or whatever was putting out uh, a dungeon module that was handicap accessible. And I'm like, yo, this is made up. Even if you want to play <laughs> yes. a character, like, let's say, like, you suffer from a physical disability in real life, and you want your character to to like represent that. If you want, there's no necessity for right, like. Because guess what, magic. You can just yeah, you can use magic, or your game master can just say, "Oh, it's all ramps in this yes. dungeon." It doesn't matter. You don't have to create a module that says that because it's all made up in our brains. Right. We make it up here's every the, here, time we play. Here's the thing: never forget, it's fake. It's fucking fake, man. It's fake. Right. It's fake. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I I don't know, dude. This is making this is actually kind of that no no fucking harm no foul, Joey. You didn't know, but that question really put me in a foul mood because I watched that trailer like two days ago. Because Mike Mike texted the group and was like, "Yeah, it looks fun." What blah, blah blah blah, and I was and I was like, "I'll check it out." And then I I looked at it and I, it made me mad. All right, let's pause. Let's watch it real quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that looks terrible. 
I, oh, look, a gelatinous cube. Oh, look, an owlbear. Oh, look, a red wizard of Thay. And, wow. And everybody's like, oh, wow, it's all those things that we imagined in our head, and here they are represented on the screen for us, right? Oh, look, a mimic. And this, then they fucking lock the doors and gas the studio. <laughs> gas the fucking movie theater. Look, I... I the Marvel expended all of my goodwill for that type of thing, and and also like the the spell is broken. You know, I <laughs> I, I can't go back now, right? Like yeah. we talked about it a few episodes ago, but there was a moment where I was like, you know, maybe eight years ago or whatever, where I was like, ooh, Adam Warlock, ooh, I know that, ooh, yeah. other people don't know that, I yeah. know that, it's special for me. Yeah, and uh, it's the the ship has sailed, I, and it's never returning to harbor for me. I don't care. You can pander all you want by putting a gelatinous cube in there and being like, oh, so no, but see, they put stuff in there. It's not just for mainstream audiences. It's for us, too, because yeah, it's see, lo No. The movie that I would want to see... I want to see Deathstalker. Would, ...would take... Yeah, it would take... It would take the production quality of that. Yes. Put hundreds of millions of dollars into the production and not make a fucking dime. Yes. Because <laughs> it'd be so goddamn violent. Right, yes. Right? And awful. Yeah. Right? And grim. For sure. It'd it basically have to be NC seventeen. Yes, absolutely. And like that's the th that's the other thing I was gonna say about this too before we sign out for the night is that like also I'm not excited about the prospect of a D and D movie being made because not only is it this which fucking holy shit no, but also like there's a whole there's a whole rich history of fantasy films that were obviously inspired by D D yeah. and similar fantasy realms that already exist that I can draw from and return to at my whim yeah. and they get the job done. And I never want to hear another fucking 50, 45, 50 year old song being used to make something sound edgy and stuff. Yes. It has all the fucking punch of like Joe Biden, you know, playing a fucking Led Zeppelin song while yes. he walks up on the stage. For fuck sure. off. Yeah, fuck you and your right. licensed music. And, give yeah. me give me Dragon Slayer. Yes. Right. I mean Dragon Slayer is like arguably Maybe the maybe the best maybe the best fantasy film of all time. It's really good. I mean, it's fucking amazing. Give me something grim. Give me crawl. Yes. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Give me something fucking grim with modern direction and production. Yep. Get rid of the fucking hokiness. No. No. Like, what? What I really, I really don't like is the um, I, I like modern cutesy sort of uh, like quips and dialogue. I hate it. You know. Give me high fantasy. Yes. Real high fantasy. Right. Right. Speak in right. I want to I want to see fucking tits in flesh melting. Yes. Right. I don't want to see the owl bear grabbing somebody in armor and flinging them around harmlessly. I want to see the leg come off. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then I want to see tits fall out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> for sure, man. Right. I'm, I'm tired. It's the same reason I'm not excited for the new stupid ass Lord of the Rings series that looks like fucking ass. I'm not excited for any of this stuff. It sucks. <laughs> things suck. I hate them. I don't like things. I don't like people who like things. <laughs> I'm grumpy now. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you. I told you they're gonna run everything into the fucking ground. It's it's happened. I saw people talking about like the new Marvel like you know uh, Phase Five announcements and like you know oh we're getting a Fantastic Four movie and shit and I oh yeah I, like the fifth one that they'll fuck up. I just felt like so much resentment about the fact that like all of the goodwill has been so expended <laughs> that I'm just like, is. I don't fucking care. I don't care that we're getting X-Men in the MCU. Right. I don't fucking care right. about any of this. And I desperately wish I could, I wish I could go back to caring and going, Whoa, wow. Cool. 
But no, I don't care. And in fact, again, I'm retreating even further into my little hole where I just revisit things from my childhood that I like. Well, we have a couple of uh, texts. So let's care about those and let's get the fuck out of here. Okay, cool. So somebody sent an image of us. There's screen caps of us from the Patty's Page interview. Me with some text (laughs) that says, yeah, if you don't like this, then you simply don't like hardcore. And you... Uh, if I could go back in time to when these kids were about to first pick up instruments and kill myself in front of them to forever change the bond and trajectory of their lives, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that. I remember you saying that for sure. Um, then we also have one. What are your titty blasting exercises? Let's all get them blasted and be an army of solid barrel chested boys and girls. Um, lots of pushups, my homie. A lot, a lot of pushups, a lot of, uh, fucking shoulder, shoulder touches and a like lot, plank, lot, planking uh, exercises. A, 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 lot, a lot of upper body calisthenics. Yeah. Upper body calisthenics. And you exactly. gotta get, you gotta get the heart rate up. You gotta get the yes. fat loss. This is not about high weight right. reps this is high high reps high rep very high reps yeah like it's like 45 reps of everything well yeah yeah so um okay and then last up i read this to you the other day because i saw i came up on my phone and i, I just couldn't resist because it's a yeah a, a, i'm very rude yeah so it was i was trying to find nate's discogs page to check out what other bands he's been in but found his rate my professor page instead one student gave him 1.0 for quality and 4.0 for difficulty and had this to say quote he is very rude admitted to the class that he hates humans so not sure why he is a teacher yeah i remember who i, I remember who wrote that and she was a cheater and i busted her for cheating and yeah. then she got butthurt about it and tried to get me fired yeah i'm not sure if so what is the scale here one is good and four is bad because no one is one is uh one is like i think it's like you're a 4.0 difficulty like that's how hard you are and one is bad in this case oh well they should take the class now it's a 5.0 for difficulty <laughs> okay cool you want to be a nurse you're not gonna. <laughs> good, good to hear. Yeah, weed them out, right? Well, right? We we need we need resilient people in our medical That's professions. Right. Um, okay, cool. Well, we gotta we gotta get over to the house here. At least I do. Yeah, uh, I gotta unlock the doors and uh, let the bands in in like 30, 30 or forty minutes. So we're gonna sign out for the night. Thanks to everybody who listens. If you want to submit music, it's them listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call and leave us a message, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. Just keep the message brief, a minute and a half or under, and uh, you can shoot us a text message. And if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demolition podcast. We will catch you next week. <laughs>